You could have one property that makes you about £5,000 profit in the peak season. However, the same property could make you £500 or even £200 profit in the low season or you could even just um you know break even in the low season or sometimes operate at a loss hey welcome to another episode of fire podcast my name is cynthia and i am your host today we will be talking about hmos vessels airbnb I've been getting a lot of questions recently about which strategy is better, which one do I prefer and, you know, which one I advise people to go for, whether, um, you know, it's best to invest in HMOs or Airbnbs. So today I will be breaking it down for you guys, you know, sharing all the pros and the cons for both strategies to help you make an informed choice if you're thinking of which strategy to invest in. After today's video, you learn the pros and the cons and you'll be able to make an informed decision. So HMO or Airbnb, which one is better? To be honest with you, the answer isn't really straightforward because both strategies are great strategies to start out with, especially if you're a beginner and you've got you know, not a lot of money to invest. But it doesn't really matter what strategy I prefer. What matters is which strategy works best for you, your financial circumstances, you know, the goals that you're hoping to achieve and where you are right now. The key is understanding the concept of each strategy and deciding which one is better for you. Now, investing in Airbnb or HMO are both profitable strategies. Let's just get that clear, okay? You can make a lot of money from both strategies. However, there are several considerations that you must explore before choosing which strategy to invest in, especially if you're just starting out in property investment as well. I'm going to quickly compare the two strategies and paint a picture of how both strategies differ, their similarities, and also what's involved in both strategies. So first, let's explore what the two different rental types are. So Airbnb, if we just trip it back to basics, what is an Airbnb? First of all, Airbnb in itself isn't really a strategy. However, Airbnb is a short-term rental platform where you can list properties and get guests to pay you a nightly rate and stay in your property. Now, the strategy in this is actually rent to service accommodation or rent to Airbnb, which is simply where you rent a property from the homeowner, or even you could purchase the property. If it's a property that you already own, you can just use a property and you know, set it up, make it look nice and list it on Airbnb with the hopes of charging a nightly rate to your guest and making money from that. With the Airbnb strategy, a property is typically rented out on Airbnb or other online travel agencies called OTAs like Booking.com, VRBO, Expedia. There's just so many of them where you can rent out your property with the hopes of attracting either tourists and business travelers or families looking for short-term accommodation. With Airbnb, you also provide hotel-like services such as daily essentials like fresh linens and towels. You also provide things like tea. You also provide things like cooking equipment and a kitchen where your guests can cook their meals and enjoy the comfort of feeling at home. And this is typically what makes 
an Airbnb different from a hotel because hotels most times do not provide kitchens and it doesn't really have the home feel as well. And as I said, you can charge nightly rates on Airbnb and this basically allows for a higher rental yield monthly. On the other hand, with HMOs, which stand for Home in Multiple Occupation, it's, it's basically a strategy where you rent out a property as a long-term rental you take on a whole property, say a three or four bed house or even bigger, and you rent the rooms out individually to separate tenants who pay you rent. So with HMOs, you typically have a minimum um, tenancy period and your tenants will require a notice to leave the property at the end of the tenancy. So instead of charging a nightly rate like Airbnb, HMOs charge monthly rent, so your tenants will pay you rent at the end of every month. Although the rental rates might be slightly lower with a HMO compared to an Airbnb of a similar size, HMOs offer a more stable income as your tenants usually sign long leases with you and you know every single month you expect a certain amount of rent from them compared to Airbnb where it's more seasonal and we'll talk more about that in a minute. So let's talk about the rental income from both strategies. Due to the ability to charge higher rates per night, Airbnb properties have the potential to generate a much higher income, especially during peak periods compared to HMOs, which isn't really influenced by seasons. So it's important to know that on Airbnb, there are two main seasons, the high season and the low season. And within those seasons, there are four sub-seasons. So there's a peak, high, mid, and low season. So in the peak seasons are usually when most Airbnb hosts make the most money on Airbnb because you can charge a lot more for your property and you also have like very high demand for your property. So that means that your income could be three, four, or even five times in the peak months or in the peak seasons. And the peak seasons are usually the summer months. In the UK is between July and September. So we won't really go into all the different seasons now. However, it is important to understand that factors like seasonality, occupancy rate, demand, and also location of your property can impact the consistency of income on Airbnb. So for example, you could have one property that makes you about £5,000 profit in the peak season. However, the same property could make you 500 or even 200 pounds profit in the low season or you could even just um you know break even in the low season or sometimes operate at a loss in the very low seasons okay so it's important to understand that your income isn't the same yeah you hear a lot of people saying yeah i made 10k from one property on airbnb that is true and it's possible however that could just be one month and the rest of the month they're making 500 pounds or 200 pounds or no profit at all from that property so it's important to understand that when you're choosing to invest in airbnb you're not always going to make 10k a month on airbnb you're not always going to make 5k a month on airbnb there's fluctuations in terms of your income whereas with a hmo yes we might have a lower rental income per room per month however that income stays consistent throughout the year as hmos are not really affected by seasonality and occupancy rate or demand as airbnb is so for example you might have a hmo property maybe same size as the airbnb one that we just discussed 
and it makes you about £1,500 pre-tax profit every month. Yes, it's not £5,000 or £10,000 profit. However, that £1,500 profit at full occupancy stays consistent throughout the year. So this is actually one of the most important factors to consider while deciding between the two strategies. Have you got enough money or enough savings to fall back on in the low seasons if you don't make enough money to cover all your rent and expenses that month? That's some of the questions you need to be asking yourself. The next one is management and maintenance. With Airbnb, there's also a higher likelihood of wear and tear on the property. And this is typically because of the high flow of people coming in and out of the property. You get a lot more damages, a lot more maintenance issues. And with Airbnb, maintenance issues need to be addressed almost instantaneously because you will get bad reviews and your guests will complain and you know, it's just not good for business. So you need to have a team on hand to deal with any maintenance issues. Okay, and also in terms of like management of an Airbnb business, you need to think about how are you going to clean the property? How are you going to provide the linens? Who will, you know, clean the property or provide the linens for you? And also guest communication. Are you going to be doing that yourself? Would you hire someone to do it for you? With Airbnb or with the rent to essay strategy, you have to be available around the clock to communicate with your guests and help them out if they have any issues. This means you potentially pay higher for Airbnb maintenance as you have to pay a little bit more for urgent or last minute maintenance callouts. However, managing an HMO property can be a lot more straightforward as the property is rented to tenants who live in the property and look after it as if it was their home because it is their home compared to guests who come in and out and just treat the property like, you know, garbage and they don't really bother to look after the property well. I mean, not all guests will treat your property bad, but a few guests would come in and not really respect the space. But tenants, on the other hand, will treat it with more respect because they live there. And if there were minor maintenance issues, you'd find that most tenants will just resolve it themselves instead of always calling you out. So unless it's really an emergency situation, most maintenance issues on HMO properties can be scheduled and planned for in like ahead of time so you don't have to pay high costs for urgent callouts. So as the homeowner or the property manager, you are generally responsible for managing the common areas and just general maintenance in the house. So let's talk about regulations and legalities as well because whichever property you choose to invest in, number one thing that you have to do to protect yourself and your company is to make sure that your property is legally compliant. So when it comes to Airbnb, depending on your location, you may not require a license or any sort of special permit to use a property as an Airbnb. However, some countries or even cities have laws limiting Airbnb and short-term rental in that area. Just like the 90-day rule in London, which allows you to only list your property on Airbnb for just 90 days in a year. So it's so important to understand local regulations and laws regarding Airbnb in your country or states before you even invest in an Airbnb property. When it comes to HMO properties, in many cases, you need a special license to use a property as a HMO or to convert a regular property into a HMO property. So you need to remember that there are also regulations and minimum HMO requirements that you must meet before converting 
or changing the original purpose of a house from maybe like a, a single dwelling home to a HMO property. In some areas in the UK, under certain conditions like renting the rooms out to less than five people, you may not require a license, but again, you need to make sure that you do your due diligence and find out which laws apply to the area that you wanna invest in. Also, there's something called the Article 4 Directive throughout some areas in the UK, which also adds additional rules on converting a property from a single dwelling to a HMO. So you need to also understand whether or not the property you're looking to invest in falls within an Article 4 area. Let's talk about the investment risks with both strategies. The income from Airbnb can be a lot more volatile and this is due to fluctuating demands throughout the year and also the effect that seasonality has on the income that you can make. So months like November and January, those sort of months are very, very quiet on Airbnb. And those are typically the months where you'd get like your lowest occupancy rate. Some people even get as low as 40% occupancy rates throughout the month. And your income for literally takes like a skydive in those months. So also unexpected events like a pandemic or even a natural disaster can significantly affect how much you make on Airbnb. Like in 2020, during all the madness that happened in 2020, we literally had zero activity on Airbnb. So we didn't have any guests, no, not even inquiries on Airbnb. So what we ended up doing was converting some of our Airbnbs into long-term rentals because no matter what happens, people are always going to need a place to leave. And this brings us back into HMO. And this is one of the cons for HMO as well, because HMOs, people are always going to need a place to live, especially with the current financial crisis and, you know, economic situation of the world, especially in the UK as well. Most people can't even afford to rent a full house now. So most people tend to rent rooms in shared houses, which are typically HMOs. As HMOs are not really affected by seasonality or, you know, like fluctuating demand, the income from HMOs are more stable throughout the year. Like, and this is for me personally, it's one of the things that I love about HMOs because yes, you might be making a thousand pounds or a thousand two hundred pounds, even five hundred pounds profit a month after all your bills and expenses are out. However, it, you know, every single month you can rely on that same amount of money compared to Airbnb where you could see a lot this month and just not that much the next month. So finally, let's talk about the setup costs or capital investments for the two strategies. Setting up a property for Airbnb can be a lot more expensive, especially when you compare it to HMOs because you typically have to, you know, buy furniture that looks really nice and flashy to the eyes. You need to set up the place, decorate it nice and lovely, get linen, sort out your housekeeping. There's quite a lot that goes into furnishing a house for an Airbnb because remember, you've got to make it feel like home for your guests because they're only there for a short time. They need all the daily essentials that you can think of, you know, to just live a normal life. So that typically makes an Airbnb setup a bit more expensive compared to HMOs where all you really need is to just put in the basics in the room, a bed, a mattress, wardrobe, and some drawers, and your tenants are good to move in. And they can move in and bring whatever else they need to make themselves feel at home in the house. And also, while setting up an Airbnb, you also want to invest more in making the place or the space look more aesthetically pleasing, because obviously your guests 
will book your place based on how nice the pictures or how appealing your place is to them. So in general, the typical setup cost for a HMO is much lower than that of an Airbnb because based on your property location and who your target tenants are, you really can either go like really high end and, you know, deck it all out or just put in the basics. Like I mentioned before, wardrobes, tables, I prefer to set up my HMOs with just the basics and let my tenants come in and add their own touch to it and, you know, make it feel more like their space. Do you understand? Instead of overcrowding the place with decor and getting it all pimped out just for, for the tenants to come in and say, hey, I don't like this, this, this and this. Can I take it all out and bring my stuff? So I found that it's just best to put in the basics and let them fill the space with whatever works for them. Also, that way it saves you a lot of money on furnishing and, you know, like set of costs. So ultimately, the better strategy it depends on your investment goals, your risk tolerance and your personal preferences. So if you're seeking for much higher returns and you're potentially willing to spend more time on managing guests and the property, then Airbnb could be a good fit for you. However, on the other hand, if you prefer a more stable and consistent stream of income every month, and you're looking for a property that, that requires less intensive management, then HMO might be the one for you. But I can't stress enough how important it is for you to conduct a thorough market research for either strategy, whichever strategy you decide to invest in. Make sure you've conducted a thorough market research and you understand how several factors like we've just discussed, like, you know, seasonal fluctuations, fluctuations, in demand, um, you know, regulations and legalities, and also potential income, how those factors are influenced by either strategy and you can work out what works best for you. Personally, I love both strategies. I've invested in the two strategies. I started off with HMOs. I did great with just HMOs and then I eventually branched off with Airbnbs. One thing that I would say I love the most about Airbnb is just like the possibilities of how much money you can make in a month. You can make a lot of money in a month. However, it has other risks as well, which, you know, we've already discussed about. But HMOs as well, it is so, so low maintenance. The thing that I love the most about HMO is that it is a self-sustainable strategy. Like you require very little maintenance. Yeah, so sometimes I completely forget that I have HMO properties because they just run themselves. Yeah, and you really don't get as much issues as you would with Airbnbs. Thank you all for tuning in this week. We currently have a giveaway going on right now and there's £100 cash up for grabs. So make sure you head over to our Instagram page at fire.podcast for your chance to win. Oh, and Christmas is finally here. So we will be taking a week off for Christmas and we'll be back with another episode in the new year. Merry Christmas to you all and I hope you all have a fantastic new year ahead. Thank you all for all the love and support so far in 2023 and I hope to see you all in 2024. Bye.